Hello, hello, and welcome to Think Social, the smart marketing podcast for millennials, brought to you by Sherilyn Gomes and Lauren Quinn. Coming up on today's show, how to stay on top of emerging trends and add personality into your brand to create business success. We'll be talking to the queen of social media, Brooke Vilinovich, as she shares with us how she empowers business owners to take charge of their social media marketing. so much for coming on Think Social. We're so excited to have you here, the uh, social media queen, as the West Australian have dubbed you. <gasps> I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> what? <laughs> the amount of success that you've had and the publicity that's come your way is insane, but also not unexpected given how much you're giving out to your audience and your community and teaching them all about social media. So we're really looking forward to hopefully pick your brain today. You can pick it. Pick, pick, pick. Pick away. <laughs> so before we jump into the show, can you tell us a bit about how your journey began? Oh my good. So I studied marketing and PR at uni a thousand years ago and <laughs> literally a thousand. <laughs> it's really good skincare. Um, <laughs> and basically I accidentally found myself working in the event well I studied marketing PR event management and I accidentally sort of found myself working in the event industry but not in an industry that I wanted to be working in and so I worked in that for pretty much my entire 20s and then I quit there I was 29 and I thought no one will hire me because I don't actually have any official qualifications because I dropped out of uni so I decided to start my own event company I have no idea like why or how I got the balls to do that but anyway <laughs> that's a whole nother story so I did that I was working in events I was using social media to build up my own business as like a service-based industry then I was using social media to create community and promote events then I started another business just using social media that was a product-based business and at the time I think because social media was, I mean, it wasn't new, but it was a relatively new concept to business owners. They sort of looked at it a bit more like accounting, like, oh, I can't do that myself. I'll have to outsource it. So there was heaps of businesses offering social media management, but no one was really teaching social media at the time. And this was like three years ago now. So I And I also, I had no idea that businesses didn't know what they were doing with social media. I didn't realise it was such a big problem that people were having. And I attended a networking event and we had to go around the room and share our biggest struggle in business. And every single person except myself said social media. And so that's when I sort of saw an opportunity and thought, well, I can teach you what I'm doing on social media because it's really not that hard. And trust me, if I can do it, you guys can do it. And yeah, that was three years ago now. And I started just teaching a little social media workshop. It was a three-hour workshop that I taught out of my apartment to six people at a time and it covered Insta and Facebook. And this was, you know, three, a lot has happened in social in three years. So It was a very basic workshop, but because the platforms were pretty basic, 
three years ago. Mm. So I could cover like basically how to write an entire strategy on both platforms in three hours. And then um, I guess the platforms grew and changed. And so my one workshop became consulting. I started writing strategies. I started doing a lot of public speaking, um, like corporate training. And after about two years, I had turned that one little workshop from home into like 16 different services covering social wow. media training. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. I had lot. to um, because I did my original website myself and then when I was getting somebody else finally after two years that to take over and create me a website, she was like, okay, I need you to just give me a mind map because I feel like you've got a lot going on. And it wasn't until I did the mind map for the website that I was like, fuck, I have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. I actually still have a picture in my phone. I'll show you after holding my mind map, oh like God. a merit certificate of like, look at all these things I'm doing. Anyway, so then behind the scenes of that, I was trying to build up my email list mm -hmm. because, you know, working in social, the, the I guess, point is to get people off the social platforms and into um, something that you can own rather than just having followers on Instagram or likes on Facebook. You want to have like email addresses, right? So mm -hmm. you can keep targeting these people. So I was sending these fortnightly emails to my database with just simple tips on Instagram or Facebook with little activities that people could implement to grow their social media. And I did that for about a year. And then it got to the point that there were businesses that were responding to those emails and being like, oh my God, Brooke, like these tips are so helpful. They're really easy to understand, really easy to implement. And we're actually getting results from implementing them can we pay you for more emails like this and so I was I was at a point when because I had so many services on offer and I was getting um, a lot of requests for international and interstate I was like yeah okay well why don't I combine these emails with like a like a webinar subscription and that's sort of where the social club came from well not sort of that's where the social club came from I basically monetized those emails added in a private Facebook group added in weekly webinars and thought that would be a little bit of like side money and then it, the social club turned into this beast and took <laughs> over and grew faster than I could have ever imagined that it would um my latest stats I have like almost 700 members I have members from 17 different countries around the world that's so cool it's so crazy <laughs> and that's now the only service that I technically offer yeah. so the social club is my full-time job um and then I do obviously a lot of speaking and yeah. media work quick question how do you find the time like how many hours I don't know how many hours do you have in your day I think I've got about 80 in my day <laughs> um I don't know I actually don't know I work a lot what's that saying you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce, as Beyonce? yes so you can get Look, your shit done yes. <laughs> I work a lot but also like you know, I don't have any kids, so I'm at a time in my life when I can work a lot mm -hmm. and I don't want to be working this hard when I'm 60, yep. yeah. you know. So I figure right now while the opportunities are there and coming at me every fucking five seconds, yeah. I'm going to take them all because I'm sure in time someone younger and prettier and smarter that's knows technology better than I do <laughs> will come along. But right now it's – what's that saying? Like you've got to make – hay while the sun shines or yeah. something yeah. I'm making hay 
That's awesome. <laughs> Work hard now, party hard when you're 60. Oh, yeah. Sleep. <laughs> More like sleep. Oh, I love it. So how do you stay on top of emerging trends? And like, how do you, obviously you've done well in being able to pivot um, your strategy to really nab the market and monetize where you can. But mm-hmm. like, how do you reshape your strategy to suit your business or how would your audience, your listeners, mm-hmm. um, be able to stay on top of emerging trends and reshape their strategy? Um, you really need to prioritise learning. And it's such an interesting thing because I read a lot um, when I was at a point where I wanted to use social media to build up my businesses. I was doing a lot of research. I tell you, like, I've read every article, done every online course, read every free PDF, like, you name it, I've read it. And I didn't realise when I started my business that sort of your own research and development of what you do has to be something you prioritise because that's how you keep up. You know, social media is forever changing and it's really important for me to prioritise that sort of research time. So I try and have like once one day a week, if not a full day, at least six, six, eight hours that I can just read and whatever I'm reading or listening to podcasts or like, you know, I walked here. So I was listening to a podcast about building up membership sites. Mm -hmm. I think there's, we live in a really awesome time of business where not only do we have incredible access to really anything we want to learn, but it's very little cost, you know, so prioritizing that education. And if there's something you don't know, it's not good enough to just be like, oh, well, I don't know it. Go find it. Like you can literally google anything you can learn any you can access the information to learn anything it's at the like it's at your fingertips absolutely and you've just got to prioritize that time and make that time if you do want to stay up to date perfect yeah and i think the thing is we're so at the mercy of the algorithms Mm -hmm. and everything changing that if you're not reading and you're not keeping up to date with what's happening you'll just get left behind absolutely they're not waiting for you to read and listen and or join the social club or yeah. join like <laughs> that that's the thing i i i think my business has grown so fast because it's it's targeting business owners that don't have the time to keep up yeah, so i do the keep up totally and then i drip feed it to them so they don't get overwhelmed that's awesome so can you give us your top three favorite resources for learning what do you want to learn Ooh, anything. Mm. Just, just let's say your top three favourites. Um, I think it just depends on how you like to consume information. So you can literally YouTube anything. If you're a visual person and you need to be able to see it, go to YouTube, type in, I don't know, how do I build a chair if that's what you want to learn? Or how do I know the best content to share on Facebook? You can YouTube any video. And then if you're someone that can only watch like a five-minute video, Pick a five-minute one. If you want to watch an hour-long video, pick an hour-long one. Mm. So there's that. Or podcasts as well. I know we're on one. But (laughs) open up the podcast app or open up Google in your industry and say like, I don't know, let's say you're a hairdresser. What are the top 10 marketing podcasts for hairdressers? Listen to them. Perfect. What was the third one? Three. And then read a fucking book. Like, do you remember? Does anyone remember books? I do. E-books? You mean like no, on your phone? No, actual books that you can hold on to. Same thing, Google. Like, Google whatever your industry is. Again, okay, so I did hairdressers, let's say service-based. So let's say virtual assistant. 
Google what are the 10 best books for virtual assistants and start reading them. Awesome. Okay. And do you think having a personal brand um, aligned with your business is the key to success? Well, for me, my personal brand was not planned um, because I launched my business as Villa Management and it may surprise people to know to this day that back then I didn't want to be the face of my business. I wasn't trying to be the face of my business. Um, but I guess if an aspect of your business is speaking, which mine became, again, by accident, people are dealing with you as the person. They're not dealing with the logo behind the business. So they want to know about you. And then for me as well, um, maybe like a year and a half into my business or two years, I got married and my name changed. So I was speaking at events and if someone then Googled my name, there was nothing there because I just got married and that name didn't really exist yet. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it was kind of a progression of when I would speak at these conferences, people would say, what's villa management? And there was like a real disconnect. So I thought, well, I will. So my Instagram originally launched as villa management, which is my business name. And then I thought, well, I'll change that one to Brooke Valinovich, change the name of that because that's where my core audience is. And then I'll start another one for villa management. And also I was at a point where... I wanted to share and I've always wanted to share, you know, Instagram tips and advice and inspo and strategies and whatever. But I found that that content wasn't getting as good traction because people actually wanted to know more about me personally, but I still wanted to share it. So I thought, well, if I split it up, then if you want the Instagram tips and advice, and I still do share Instagram tips and advice on my Brooke Valinovich account, but I thought if people want that specifically, then they can follow Villa Management and know that that's what they're going to get from that account. There's nothing really on that account about me personally, not a lot every now and again, but then if you want to know about me personally and what I'm doing, then you can follow the person. Brand. I think so. that's such a nice idea because we've had this big focus and shift on people wanting to hear about the person behind the logo. Mm-hmm. But we assume that that's what they want and it's nice to give them the option. They can go where they want and consume the content that they want. And also ultimately, if you want to build up your credibility and you want to build up your authority, which is a huge reason you're using content marketing, if you're new, you can't just be like, hey, here's me having a coffee, (laughs) believe that I'm good at what I do. You know what I mean? So it's sort of a bit of a... Role reversal. Yeah, yeah. It's been... And I think personal branding, when I started my business, personal branding wasn't really a thing and that was only four years ago. It's very like on... Personal branding is like a trend at the moment. Yeah. But you've still got to think about what are your goals Mm -hmm. for using social media and what are your goals for your business, which is, I think... Sounds so simple and straightforward, but it's a step most people forget. They just think, oh, I'll open a personal brand account. Okay, but why? What do you want out of that? Yeah. You know? I think it's a good way to engage with your community and, you know, make sure you're finding the audience that resonate with not only your brand, but you as a person. And it gives gives your brand a little bit of substance as well. But I guess it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's, no, sorry. It's easy to forget that you are actually there for a reason and you're there to, you know, 
achieve your business goals as well. Absolutely. And you want a return on your investment. Like social media is not a financial investment if you're not paying for advertising, but it is an investment of your time. And your time is extremely valuable, especially when you're just starting a business and you're the only one doing everything. If you're committing your time into Instagram, you're not committing it into other areas and aspects of your business so you've got to ensure that if you're putting the time into it you've got to be getting some return out of it maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but eventually because otherwise what's the point yeah do you limit the time you spend on Instagram I do now so now I have to be really really disciplined when I started my business and I had all the time in the world because I had no customers then I literally (laughs) spent like 24 hours a day on the platform building up that audience and connecting with people so that I had people to market to but now I could spend 24 hours on it but for the sake of my sanity and getting all my other work done, I'm like about an hour, hour and a half a day wow. maximum. An hour a day? Yeah. Do you split that time or is it a consecutive hour? Split. So I work out in the morning mm-hmm. and then I walk on the treadmill and I respond to all my DMs and I write posts and I respond to comments and I'll do as much as I can during that time. Yep. And then sort of depending how much I've got during that time, I'll either post then and respond as I'm going or if I spend that entire time just responding to DMs, then I can't keep up with posting as well. So then I might post later at night, give it half an hour to respond to the comments as they come in um, and then that's it. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Instagram TV and live videos? You mentioned just before we jumped on the mic that you like live videos. What are your (laughs) thoughts? (laughs) How do you – obviously for you, you're quite confident and you – uh, know what you're doing, but for people just starting out, <laughs> and thanks. Video can Apparently. be um, quite overwhelming for yeah. people just starting out. So, what advice would you give to people if that is the way that we need to go to get engagement? Totally. So, firstly, please, if you're listening to this, do not compare yourself to me now. I'm on live national TV. I have to be good on camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, me four years ago didn't want to show her face on camera. Actually, there was no stories back then four years ago. So I guess for me, I the first time I shared myself on my Instagram, I'd done a professional branding shoot. So if you can start by doing getting some professional photos done because then you're putting out the most confident version of yourself. You know, get professional, invest in getting professional hair and makeup done. Get those 30, 40, however many photos they give you and let that be the photos that you share because I think confidence comes, it's probably a shitty thing to say, but it's true. Confidence comes when you put something out and instead of thinking people are going to be like, you stupid loser, they respond and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, you look so good. (laughs) And that's what builds your confidence, right, when you get that positive um, affirmation from people that they're enjoying consuming your content. So you do that a couple of times and then the idea of posting your face on your feed gets less scary and then – you do a story and again the same the very first time you do it it's a little bit scary but then you start getting some positive responses and you think oh okay there people aren't as mean as I think they're going to be and then you do another one and another one and then you do a longer story or long form content you record it maybe a YouTube video and then you do a live 
sometimes you get thrown into it. <laughs> I used to surprise live my clients because if I told them I want to do a live video with you, do you think I'd have anyone do it? Absolutely not. No, so most of the time I'd just turn the camera on and be like, hey, we're live. <laughs> That's I'm so gonna, savage. I'm going to make you answer some questions. I was so savage. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. It might be what some people need. And the whole concept was surprise live. So people would come to my workshop and then I would pick someone throughout the workshop that was going to be my victim. And but then that would make me so nervous. (laughs) Ultimately, though, it gave them really good exposure. And you know, I really value using my platform to build up other businesses as well. It's really important to me that I can constantly be giving back and helping. So what's the point of having all these followers if I can't share with them other businesses to help those businesses grow? Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. And I think in Perth, it's really nice to support local grassroots totally. and everyone else that's around. It's nice because we don't have that many of us in Perth and everyone kind of knows each other. Totally, so, yeah. especially in digital. Everyone knows yeah. each other in digital. Definitely. And I think even starting this podcast, it's so nice to see how many people have actually like shown us love and local, local, mm, you know, virtual yeah. It does definitely build your confidence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Maybe and we'll do a live. <gasps> yes, let's Everyone do one now. Surprise live. Maybe we're already <laughs> doing one. <laughs> Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Brooke, can you? So, for our listeners, we like to ask each of our guests um, tips and tricks that they can share with our listeners. Yes. Something easy that they can start doing today, tomorrow, on Instagram. Mm Okay, so everything on Instagram really comes down to who you're targeting. And this is a big step that I think so many people waft over. So they share content that they like. They don't think about who is consuming it. And once you know who is consuming it, it totally changes everything that you share. And it changes your strategy as well because you stop and ask yourself, all right, I've created this post and I've created this caption, but who's on the receiving end of it? are they going to enjoy this post or this caption? So I always say to my clients, before you press post, think about texting that image and that caption to your ideal client. Or if you've got a client in mind already, that's a great client of yours, pretend you're sending that as a text. A, what will they care? Are they going to enjoy that text? What could they possibly say back? Because something as well that a lot of people forget is Instagram is a two-way communication platform. Absolutely. And it's not a billboard. So when you are posting, you really are opening up a line of communication. And when you think about the person on the receiving end of it, it helps determine basically whether your content is successful or not. And I mean, still to this day, that is like, something that I do before every single post and it stopped me from posting before because I've thought actually you know what this is probably yeah it's a good post but it's my ideal client is not really going to care I just think it's a cool thing to post so that's like the best number one tip that I can give people think about who is receiving your content because it just changes everything yeah um On stories, less is more, okay? So I think what a lot of people forget is that people flick through their stories quickly. So if you can get to the point first 
and then develop on it versus building up to the point. Um, You'll get people to do whatever you need them to do with the purpose of the story. So I think sort of four to seven stories is ideal. Any more than that. It gets annoying. Yeah, you kind (laughs) of lose interest. But like make your point at the start and then expand on the point of the story. And also space your stories. Mm -hmm. So... What I like to do, it depends if you're posting every single day or if you're only posting on certain days a week. But let's say you're only posting on certain days a week. So I have this concept of four fucking phenomenal stories, okay, which is going to increase your story views. So first of all, think about what your four fucking phenomenal stories are going to be. (laughs) And they have to be fucking phenomenal because... There's so many people online now and if you want to break through the noise and you, with your stories as well, you want your followers to keep coming back. You want them to want more. So if you're just constantly post, 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 there's no like leverage and there's no like, ooh, what she got on there today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. no one cares. Yeah, Yeah. well, they just start caring less. So you want your four fucking phenomenal stories ready to go and you may have already pre-recorded them and they're saved in your phone. And then using your Instagram insights, check for your key day. Mm -hmm. So if you go into your insights, if you've got a business account, if you've got over 100 followers, you can go into insights and then you go to the audience section and scroll to the bottom of the screen and there is a little graph at the bottom of the screen and you can either search by hours or search by days. So if you search by days, um, the days will be broken down with little blue graphs and obviously the more blue, that means that that's when your audience are more online. So you pick the day of the week that is the strongest blue and that's the day that you're going to post your four fucking phenomenal stories. Then you go back to the days part of the insights, which breaks every day up into three hour blocks of when your audience is most active and most engaged. And then over that three hour block, that on your peak day, that's when you post your four fucking phenomenal stories awesome. and you space it out. So you post one at the very start of the three hours, then in half an hour, post the next one, half an hour, post the next one, half an hour, post the next one, half an hour, post the next one. Make sure every single one of your stories has a different location tag. So if you're in one venue, then you just choose three surrounding areas for the the other stories make sure every single story has a hashtag just one and make it really broad so on your post you want to get a bit more niche with your hashtags but on your story you've only got 24 hours for that to possibly be um viewed and picked up so go really broad with your hashtags instead of specific on your stories so just think of four keywords associated with your business whatever it is and use one on each story and wait and your story views will absolutely skyrocket if you do that strategy that way okay that's great i know what we're going to be trying yeah. later today <laughs> well it <laughs> might not be today <laughs> or maybe not today. we might get some content today get the content mm-hmm. and have a little content bake create your four fucking phenomenal stories yeah and and <laughs> let me know how you go because i'm excited you definitely will that's <laughs> awesome cool so our last question what are your marketing predictions for 2020? Ooh, We've that's a good one. We've obviously seen Instagram remove their likes mm-hmm. and Facebook's done the same. Mm-hmm. We've also chatted a bit about how voice is getting quite 
strong. Yeah. yeah. Podcast is like the hugest thing ever. Can I tell you what I would like to predict? Sure. So as a service-based business, I can't use shoppable posts because it's only for product-based business. So I would really like Instagram and or Facebook to bring out a service booking option within the post itself versus only being able to tag products. Awesome. So I'm not predicting that would happen, but I'm praying. Can I be praying (laughs) predictions? Facebook, if you're listening. If you're listening. Mark Zuckerberg, I also messaged you a few years ago on Facebook and you never responded, which is extraordinarily rude. So if he's listening... That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Give the service-based businesses a go. <laughs> yeah, give the people what they want. Give oh the people. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we get people to tag Mark Zuckerberg? I'll tag him. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to this podcast, please tag Mark Zuckerberg in yes. our comments. And like and subscribe. And like and subscribe, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you, Brooke, so much. I think that's all we have time for today, but it's honestly been amazing having you on. Yay. Um, and we'll get into those donuts soon. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Thanks for having me. If you loved this episode of Think Social, make sure you follow Brooke on Instagram at Brooke Valinovich and at Villa Management. As for us, you can find us at thinksocial.podcast. Until next time. Bye. Bye.